You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Daily Music Business Podcast. I'm Monica, and I am your host for today. Today, we are talking about how to set up your social media for success. Now, this is part two of this episode. Part one was uploaded one week ago. You don't have to listen to these in order, but basically, today I'm taking you through how to review your social media so you can put your best foot forward, grow your audience quicker and attract those bigger opportunities, especially while we are in isolation right now. This is an exercise that you can 100% do and still be being productive and moving your music career forward. So if you haven't listened to part one, then as I said, you don't have to listen to this in order, but after you're done with this episode, then you're definitely going to want to go back and listen to part one. So carrying on from last week's episode, the next tip I have in terms of auditing your social media is to now go and check if your contact information is clearly listed on especially your Facebook page. I know this sounds like a super basic tip, but you'd be really surprised how often this key information is left off social media profiles. Now, industry standard is to have your email address, so there really is no need for a phone number in this day and age. Most people are communicating via the DMs or via emails, so make sure that you do have your email address in there and make sure you're checking it often. You'd be really, really surprised how often I come across bands' profiles and they don't even have an email address in there or they have an email address and it's very, very hard to get a reply. They take weeks and weeks to reply, and by that time, you may have missed out on a bigger opportunity, so if you are are a band that doesn't have your email address in there, then please make sure you do. You only really need this on your Facebook profile because Facebook really is kind of like your website in this day and age. But of course, if you do have your Instagram set up as a business Instagram, make sure that you're having the correct email address in that email button section. Now, in part one of this episode last week, I was talking about banners and how they're essentially mini billboards and you should really use them to direct your audience to take an action, but you should make sure that that action is the same across all your social media channels. So my next tip is to check all of your platforms and make sure that you have the same URL in the web address section across all of your social media channels. And the reason for this is that when you're an emerging band, likely your audience is kind of small. And this is not necessarily a bad thing. I'd much rather have a small but mighty and super engaged audience than a big audience of fake followers that really don't give a shit about you. So when you are at those early stages, you kind of want to maximize the traction that you are able to get out of your small audience. And the best way to do that is to kind of funnel people to one platform, one web address only. So if you're promoting a Spotify pre-save, make sure all of your web links are linking to that Spotify pre-save page. If you're trying to get views up on a YouTube video, then make sure that all your URLs across all your social media channels are then directing people to that YouTube video. 
The last thing you want to do is split up your small audience even more by having some people go to Spotify, some people go to Google Play, some people go to Apple, some people go to YouTube, some people go to Bandcamp, that sort of thing. You really want to drive people to one place at a time to maximize the traffic going to that place. The next thing I'm going to ask you to do is go through all of your photos, especially on Instagram, all of your videos on YouTube, on Facebook, on IGTV and archive anything that is not of higher quality. We're living in a day and age where almost everyone has access to a good quality camera on their phones, or at least one person, if you're in a band, will have a good quality camera on their phone. So there really is no excuse to have poor quality content on your social media feeds. This is the biggest way to look unprofessional as an artist, as a band, is to have blurry, dark rehearsal room photos where you can barely make out your faces or just have no continuity on your Instagram feed. As I said, in particular, I keep saying Instagram because Instagram is a very visual platform, whereas Facebook, your photos and videos kind of do get lost in the feed. But make sure that, you know, if you've got photos with old band members from like five years ago, feel free to archive them. Same thing with, you know, poor quality tour videos or maybe just playthrough videos that you just recorded on your iPhone a couple of years ago that are still on your Facebook page in your videos section. You really just want to be culling all that stuff. And once again, it just contributes to the professionalism of your band. And it really is the best way to look bigger than what you are and to look like you have your shiz together um, is to have professional looking photos and videos. Do you have to hire a professional all the time to follow you around with a camera? No, absolutely not. I mean, you may like to hire a pro to film a show every now and then, or to come with you on a small tour. But for the most part, as I said, everyone has access to a good quality camera. There really is no excuse. If you really, really want to up the continuity as well, I recommend downloading a free app called Visco, V-S-C-O. And I've had the free version of Visco for ages. I've literally just upgraded the other day after having the free version for literally maybe four years or so. And the filters on there are just a whole lot better than the Instagram filters. The Instagram filters are really terrible and everyone can, everyone's so used to seeing them that they can really tell if something's just been run through an Instagram filter. But I highly recommend downloading Visco and running every photo and every video. If you have the paid version, paid version does video as well through the same filter. And then that way, all your photos kind of look like, you know, it looks like it's coming from the, the one band choose a filter that you feel represents your branding. You know, if you're a grungy band, you may like to run your photos through a more nineties style filter. I've also known bands where every single photo and video is uploaded in black and white, and that can look really effective depending on which black and white filter you use. But my original point was really to archive the photos that maybe don't represent who you are as a band anymore, are of lower quality, and therefore you will just really up the overall impression that your band gives on social media. One thing I will say just about YouTube is YouTube tends to confuse a lot of bands. And by the way, I have a free social media course specifically for musicians and bands, which you can get at monicastrutcom slash social media. That's monicastrutcom slash social media. I'll leave it linked down below as well. And that is really going to clarify, I guess, YouTube for you. But just in summary, 
YouTube, unless you're using it as a core part of your promotional strategy. So you are, you know, I guess treating yourself as kind of like a vlogger or something like that and uploading videos really, really frequently on YouTube, then I like to think of YouTube more so as a resume. So keeping it to really, really high quality video clips, high quality playthroughs, lyric videos, stuff like that, not sort of, um, I guess, off the cuff type of material keep that stuff to Instagram stories. I wouldn't even really upload that on Facebook anymore. I just think that, you know, especially on YouTube and to some degree, Facebook, you really need to be treating those platforms as a portfolio. I love Instagram stories because you can just film off the cuff. It disappears in tw- in 24 hours. And because of that, I guess, less polished that IG stories tends to have, then your fans can really feel closer to you as artists and they feel like they're getting a sneak preview behind the scenes. But I'm really going off on a tangent now, but that's what I wanted to say about YouTube is if you can kind of think of it like a portfolio. My second last point is to always ensure you have a pinned post on Facebook and Twitter. A little hack I've heard just on the marketing grapevine is that if you want to post to kind of perform a little bit better, once you post it, you should pin it straight away. That kind of tells the Facebook algorithms that that post is important. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if I've actually seen the proof of this, but you know, why not just try it and see if it works for you? But essentially having a pin post means that when people jump onto your profiles, they can see straight away what is the most important information. Now we've already talked in part one about having a banner and clearly asking your audience to do something and to take an action, whether that be a pre-save or watch a video. And we've also talked about having the URL of what you want people to do. But having a pinned post is just another way of, I guess, reiterating either the same point or maybe just flexing on a post that's done really well. I mean, a lot of bands are uploading their full video clips onto Facebook nowadays. And if you chuck an ad behind it, it's probably got a lot of views, a lot of comments. So you can pin that post. And then when people jump on your profile, they can have a look and see, you know, how much engagement you've got on the post. And that looks kind of impressive to be real, but also it just kind of tells people straight away what you want them to do. And it's going to be more likely that they click on that post as opposed to scrolling through your feed and, you know, finding your video way, way, way down on the feed. And my last point is, are you using hashtags? Because if you're not, you seriously need to be doing so. Again, I feel like this is a really, really basic thing, but a lot of musicians and bands still aren't taking advantage of hashtags. You have the ability to use up to 30 hashtags on posts and 100%, it does make a huge difference in the amount of engagement and the discoverability of your account. I have a couple of different groups of 30 that I use. So I've got sort of one group of hashtags of 30 hashtags that I use when I'm posting a band related photo. I've got another group when I'm posting more of a music business related photo on my Instagram. And I've got another one when it's more of a personal sort of photo or more personal sort of caption that I'm posting on Instagram. But essentially what you want to do is take the time to research. And there's a lot of apps that can absolutely help with this. If you get stuck, then just Google them. But what you want to do is you want to take the time to have a couple of groups of 30 hashtags stored on your phone. So that way, whenever you are posting on your band's Instagram, you can quickly just copy and paste the hashtags either into the caption or actually I prefer pasting them into the comments. It just makes the caption sort of a lot more engaging and easier to read. And it's not so distracting with all these hashtags there. Cleaner, more professional. I'm all about that life. And yeah, it just makes your life a whole lot easier. 
I was going to wrap up here, but I do have one more thing that I want you guys to consider. And it's not so much of a social media audit thing. It's more sort of, I guess, something that you should take into consideration now and into the future. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because one of my members in my Being in a Band membership actually asked me about it the other day. So that is, you want to make sure that you're applying to every single comment and every single message. Not only is this just, I guess polite and the best thing that you should do when trying to cultivate a reputation online, but it definitely helps the social media algorithms and especially engagement that happens within the first hour of a post going live. That is the most important thing in terms of Facebook and Instagram showing that post to more people, because we all know that your posts don't get shown to everyone that follows you. It only gets shown to two to 10% of your audience. So the engagement that you get specifically within the first hour is super important as to to the success of that post. So just wanted to throw that in there as really the whole point of social media is to be social. Your fans are going to love you more if you reply to their comments and messages, at least until you get to a point where maybe you are too big that you simply do not have the time to see them. But you know, to be honest, there are influencers that I know that have tens or even hundreds of thousands of followers and they still reply to most of their comments and DMs. So if they can do it, you can do it too. And of course it helps with the social media algorithms. That's it from me for today. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Monica Strutt everywhere. And don't forget to do my free social media crash course for bands and musicians by heading to monicastrutt.com slash social media. You'll get a new lesson emailed to you every day, really short, easy to digest lessons every day for five days that are going to give you a bunch of knowledge to up your social media game further. Once again, that's linked down below. And yeah, if you like this episode, then come send me a DM, by the way. I love chatting to you guys in the DMs, especially on Instagram. So definitely come find me there. And of course, you can go and listen to part one if you haven't already. That aired last week. And there are so many other episodes that have uploaded onto the Daily Music Business podcast in the meantime. So I feel like you're just definitely going to have to binge listen to this podcast. Anyway, I'll speak to you guys soon. Bye. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts. Thank you.